want to touch upon, you mentioned supply shock, you mentioned uh, Mike Novogratz a few times, which obviously leads me to the whole discussion on Ethereum versus Bitcoin. We tend to focus a lot on Bitcoin when we talk about the bull market, uh, what's the new all-time high and all that stuff. It's all with the Bitcoin lens. But uh, arguably, we uh, we will see, we will start to see uh, the uh, Ethereum or ETH uh, protocols start flipping. Uh, people talk about the flipping of ha- happening between uh, Ethereum and Bitcoin. Do you think that will happen? Will that happen in this market cycle? If not, uh, will it ever happen? What What's your thoughts on this? Yeah, it's an interesting topic for sure uh, to discuss. Like it's... Um... It, it would it would change a lot of the like you said the lens that uh, that we look at crypto through or the cycles through because Bitcoin has been you know the top dog for so long mm-hmm. um, it's so tied to the cycles like and, and it, it'd be interesting like if we do see at some point an Ethereum flip Bitcoin how that would affect the um, kind of the overall cycle and and everything but yeah I personally would say um, for sure it's possible it, it's definitely something that's possible I mean. Market cap wise, there's still a, a sizable gap between them, but it's it's not like a, a crazy gap at this point. Uh, we saw we saw Ethereum have a huge run up to four thousand there, like that was a very fast move mm, uh, for Ethereum. The the one thing uh, worth noting about Ethereum is you actually had the Ethereum Foundation. A lot of people don't know this, but they uh, my understanding is they dumped a huge percentage of coins uh, actually at the top. Um, so they mm. did they did uh, and actually they, I believe they did the same thing in 2017 is they actually dumped a significant amount of Ethereum near the top. So um, yeah, I mean, they can pushing down the price, basically pushing well, down the price. Well, I, I, yeah, I mean, I, I think it's just they see a crazy move and it's an opportunity for them to, to take some profits themselves. Right. I mean, they're a, they're an entity that I can sound like they sold their whole position, but they, they did sell a, a meaningful amount. Um, right. Which which is good. I mean, in, in some ways, it, it gives them a lot of money to continue to expand the project. But um, yeah, it's worth noting that you have like, a I guess, with Ethereum, you have a foundation that is has the most insights, I guess you could say on, on the price and, and, and the project. And, and when they see a huge move up, they, they have a, lo- a lot of Ethereum they can sell. Uh, right. Whereas you don't really have that. I mean, Bitcoin, you have that in other ways, but it's just a little different. Right. Um, so what I, what I would say with the flipping though is um, yeah, I, I would say, I mean, it's just my thoughts. Like it doesn't, it's just my one, one person's opinion, but I would say I, we don't see a flipping this cycle in my opinion. Um, there's a possibility at some point in the cycle we get close to it. Uh, the EIP 1559 uh, is coming out pretty quick here, and it's hard to say like exactly how that's going to impact the um, the supply of Ethereum and how, and how that's going to reflect in the price movements. Um, you know, we could see that. We, we I'll, I'll say a few things with Ethereum. So I look at the on-chain data for Ethereum as well. Uh, I, I do hold Ethereum and I do follow it. Um, so we saw a, a 100% increase in the amount of Ethereum um, that, have, that are locked up in uh, smart contracts over the last year. So mm-hmm. it's, it was exactly 100%. Like we, we saw uh, it was around 4, 4.5% all the way up to 25%, roughly speaking, um, of the whole Ethereum circulating supply was locked up in, not locked up, but in smart contracts. So in some way being used in the network um, in a way that it, it may, may uh, cause it to less likely be put back in a circulating supply. So we're seeing adoption. We're seeing... A lot of things on that front with Ethereum. Um, we're seeing a lot of Ethereum right now actually being locked up into um, the EIP fifteen fifty nine or the oh, sorry a lot of uh, ETH two I should say a Staking, lot of uh, yeah. yeah exactly a lot of validators. Yeah. So there's a huge amount of validators. I think one hundred sixty thousand validators last time I checked uh, was mm-hmm. showing. 
Yeah. And, the, and, each, and to be a validator, you need to have 32 ETH, right? So you can work out the math on that. I, I did, I have some, yeah, I, I worked out the math. It was, uh, I can't think of it off the top of my head, but the amount of percent, but it was a meaningful percent mm. that are locked up in those, um, they, can't, they can't be taken out. Like the, they literally Sorry. can't be moved. They've, they're, getting the, they're getting the high uh, staking yield. Um, yeah. they've, they've committed to like, but they're waiting for ETH2 to launch. So there's, there's a percentage of the supply, a meaningful percent that's locked up in these validator contracts, mm. over 160,000 of them. And then you have the uh, increasing amount going to smart contracts. And then you have the EIP 1559 coming out. Um, so you have a lot of factors also to do with the supply shock with for ETH. So you, you could make a very strong case for Bitcoin and ETH that there's different reasons why there'll be these supply shocks. True. And so that's why like, yeah, flipping is in the cards because um, with any kind of a supply shock, you can see crazy movements in the price. And, um, but yeah, I, I would still say my prediction for this cycle is we don't see it. Um, I think next cycle, it's definitely possible. It does depend though on, I'll say this, if ETH ends up being the, the 100% dominant long-term uh, platform, I think it will flip Bitcoin at some point in the future. Mm. Um, but I don't think it's guaranteed yet that, big, that Ethereum will be the, the winner of this category. I think that it's they're the highest probability probably because of network effects and because mm -hmm. of adoption. Right. Um, at this point, I would say they are the leader and they are the most likely um, candidate to win this category of Web3. But there mm -hmm. are some, there are some um, again, like meaningful players that are, that are coming up. Um, I would say like a Polkadot and a Solana uh, mm -hmm. is the, the two main ones that I'm looking at. Other people would say Cardano as well, but I'm looking right. at mainly Solana and Polkadot um, for different reasons. Those two uh, could potentially take take some of the shine of Ethereum, um, mm. which could reduce the likelihood of a flipping. So if if, a the, if ETH just continues to dominate this category and, and all these up and comers, like the thing about the Web3 and the platform is there's so many players in this category. There's so much mm. competition compared yeah. to Bitcoin, which really doesn't have any competition. Um, it might ultimately be a category that has a lower market cap as a category. Um, and there might be like less, uh, I guess, money in this theme of, of, of store value versus like the, you know, the economy of a value that gets, yeah, it's like the, the web three is, um, is a huge deal. Like whatever platform wins this, but there could be multiple winners and that, and that could cause like a, a dilution of the, of, of the ultimate winner, right? We're already seeing that. We're already seeing like, I mean, if it wasn't for Polkadot, Solana, Cardano, and like mm. a bunch of other players, if there was just ETH in this category, I mean, its market mm. cap would be a lot higher. Yeah. Um, and it would yeah. actually be, you could, you could add them up and it would be, you know, probably getting pretty close to Bitcoin already. So exactly. the long, long answer to your question, sorry, I, I tend to have long answers, but um, yeah, it's, uh, I would say, I don't see if flipping happening this cycle. I definitely see a possibility in the future, depending on how the platform wars, you could say, play out. Mm -hmm. um, and if uh, ETH can kind of stay on, the, on top, because um, there are some, are some significant uh, up-and-comers, I would say. Mm. Yeah, uh, what's I your think... opinion? What, what, do you, what do you think about the flipping? Like, what's your, what's your take? Yeah, on? so full disclosure, I'm, uh, I'm super big on uh, Ethereum. I think they are... They're doing a fantastic job uh, building along the way. Uh, they people criticize Ethereum for you know launching something and then fixing it on the way, but I I really prefer that also coming from a pro programming perspective. I've built so many different projects and platforms and iterating along the way is just the winning strategy if you ask me, and that's what Ethereum has taken compared to for example Cardano who wants the perfect solution from an academic standpoint and all these different papers and all that stuff before they launch anything. 
And uh, the big question for me, though, in terms of Ethereum, whether that will win compared to other smart contracts platforms, is whether these, so first of all, the upgrades to Ethereum, will they continue to be postponed, which they have in the past, for sure. EIP-1559 is coming up. How will that affect uh, the price of Ethereum? A big joker here is all the different layer two or optimistic rollups, CK rollups uh, kind of implementations. Polygon is a um, it's a project that I invested in also and uh, has been exploding like crazy. Um, so yeah, my take is that I'm a fan of Ethereum. I still hold uh, Polkadot. Uh, I have a little bit of Solana. I have a little bit of Cardano just to hedge, you know, just in case that that will explode and overtake Ethereum. But I am pretty big on Ethereum. That's my main bet. And just looking on the market cap, that's sort of a simple analysis people can do when you look at you know where are people building stuff i mean looking at, at the coin market cap in the top let's say 20 coins you have ethereum number two i'm looking at it right now ethereum number two tether which is which is an erc20 token is uh is number three binance coin is number four which is also an erc20 token um you have usdc that we talked about number eight you have Uniswap, the biggest DEX in the world, number 11, or the Uni token. You have Polygon that I just mentioned, or Matic, as they call it, number 17. So when I just look at, you know, comparing it to Cardano, Solana, et cetera, uh, Ethereum just seems to be this, have a way, uh, be way ahead of the other projects. Now, that doesn't mean, of course, in tech, you know, things change very fast, especially in crypto and blockchain. That doesn't mean that uh, Polkadot can launch and overtake Ethereum. I think Polkadot, personally, that is the strongest contender to, um, to Ethereum. But Polkadot, to me, is a little bit like Ethereum was in 2017. It's a, it's a bet. Uh, it could go completely wild, and it could go nowhere, like EOS, which we also talked about off-air. Um, so I would... I would uh, my personal um, portfolio has a little bit of Polkadot, and if people are you know in between, what they don't think Ethereum is going to overtake everyone, Polkadot might be a smart move to hold a little uh, portion of. Yeah, I think it's a smart smart take because like um, yeah, like when I, I have a quite a bit of like yeah, your background definitely um, makes you a, the probably one of the, like your your background helps you to understand like this this sort of mm -hmm. a category of investing for sure. And like you said, like just seeing the difference between uh, iterating as you go and just, um, yeah, just basically taking forever to launch anything and, and trying mm -hmm. to perfect everything. Like it's a big, it's a big difference. And um, like Ethereum is by far the leader and, and does have the adoption and does have like all the, the major projects building on it uh, at this point. Um, so right. yeah, it, it's a clear leader. It's just, yeah, like we're, I guess, I guess one thing I'll say is, um, you know, I was in 2017 cycle, we had a lot of these quote unquote ETH killers coming up, right? We had like, it's funny to think back because at the time, these were all a big deal. You had EOS, mm -hmm. you had NEO, yeah. you had ICON, you had yeah. uh, uh, Qu uh, Qu uh, Quotum or something. There's, there's like a, a, a ton. There's so many different ones, right? Mm -hmm. People were talking, they all had their turn of being in the spotlight and, um, and in the end, none of them amounted to really much of anything. Like if you look at all the, you can even go back to 2017 and you can look at the historical rankings of coin market cap. It's actually not a bad activity to do every once in a while to kind of remind remind a, remind yourself like that stuff can be in the spotlight one minute and be gone the next. And what really sticks around throughout the cycle. So last cycle, 
we had a half a dozen or a dozen like quote, quote unquote ETH killers. And all of those coins are, all of them are lower ranked today than they were during that cycle. So like we had a whole, what I'm trying to say is we had like a, a class of, of smart contracts that were competing with ETH that came in that cycle and they all died off and they all lost compared to ETH. Now we have a, the, a next, the next wave or the second class or the newer class of ETH killers coming. And they might be of better quality and there might be more substance behind them, but we could mm-hmm. actually see the same thing happen. We could literally see this cycle a, 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 a kind of a rise up like we saw with these other platforms and then mm-hmm. the fall as they don't, as ETH launches its, its stuff and it just doesn't, so it's really hard to say, um, but I would say like history so far has showed that there's always been a lot of competitors to ETH, but none have really actually stood the test of time as of yet. Um, I do think this crop of competitors is, is a lot of higher caliber, but we could see the same result. Um, so one thing I'll say with Solana is, you know, we, there was a recent uh, $900 million raise uh, with FTX mm. and um, there are, that project is very connected to Solana. And so True. You know, it's money. Money does not guarantee success by any means. I saw, we saw that with EOS, like EOS, EOS. raised $5 billion, largest <laughs> ICO of all time. Um, by far, they did a year long ICO. And I mean, that project had amounted to really nothing. Um, yeah. I do think the Solana is, uh, is actually trying to do stuff. Whereas EOS, I have no idea what that project was trying to do. Like they really put, they put all their, all their, uh, money really into Bitcoin. <laughs> like they mm-hmm. just basically pocketed their ICO money, and just bought Bitcoin. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, I would say the $900 million raise uh, as of recent, like that, that headline, when I saw that, that kind of gave me two, two things to think about. One is, okay. Um, you know, you have uh, FTX raise that, that kind of money. They're mm-hmm. going to be a major player in the space for sure. They got, they raised that $18 billion, um, which was a, which is a good amount of, uh, for a raise and they uh, at $18 billion valuation. Um, they, to me, that headline was was meaningful because it made me feel like, okay, there's a lot of regulation headlines coming out right now, but then you have a company that just raised $900 million. Yeah. Uh, so that means $900 million worth of capital just came into crypto. So if crypto was going to disappear, if crypto was going to be regulated to, ob- to oblivion, and it was just going to become nothing, like you just got to look at the capital flows from the mm-hmm. traditional financial system. And some of these huge players and these huge head funds and these, these large uh, angel investors or whatever, like they're putting tons of money into the space ongoing still, um, yeah. regardless of what the price is doing, regardless of what the headlines are, regardless of what the regulation headlines are saying. So to me, that's confidence that um, the amount of money being invested in this space, like it's definitely not going anywhere from my mm-hmm. perspective. And, um, but also that made me think, okay, Solana's kind of connected to that project somewhat with the, with the founder and things. So, you know, it could, it could be something in the future with Solana up and coming, but, um, For sure. but yeah, we don't, we, the, it doesn't, it doesn't guarantee anything. It really doesn't. No, no. And I mean, the difference between Solana in my perspective and EOS is that things are actually being built on Solana, uh, which is a big difference also in crypto in general uh, today compared to 2017. Uh, but I, I tend to, uh, maybe that's also because of my background, but I really tend to focus on where are people building things? Because if people don't build with anything, they might have raised an ungodly amount of money. But if people are interested in, interested in adopting it, then there's no point, right? EOS is the, probably the best example of that. Yeah, it's it, you definitely want to want to like you said, follow the adoption, follow the the growth mm-hmm. of actual like where are the developers going, where's the mindshare going, where are things actually being built, like you said. So, yeah, time will tell if any of these other projects can uh, compete. Um, we could see a world in which we have multiple winners, where you have like a polka dot 
you know, being the um, interoperable kind of winner mm. of, of, of that category. And, mm. and potentially you have like a Solana being like used for certain aspects of the, the like say they have a, a lot higher uh, throughput, you know, they could be, there could be, they could have a small niche of, of certain, certain projects that launch on, on Solana that need like extremely uh, high throughput, but you still could have like the majority being built on Ethereum for the security and for the network effects of that ecosystem. So we could see a world in where you have, you know, Polkadot, Solana and, and ETH, um, you know, multiple winners and, and kind of all having their own part of the pie. But um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I only hold ETH. I don't hold Polkadot or Solana myself, but um, mm. But I definitely am watching those two and, and um, kind of sure. my, they're on my watch list, you could say, as far as, uh, yeah, looking at those ones. But yeah. Yeah. And that's, I mean, the big joker here is that this market is moving so fast and it's expanding so fast. So while Ethereum right now is sort of pioneering the DeFi and, and uh, yeah, DeFi revolution and all these different things with and NFTs and, and all that, I mean, Solana might be carving out a niche within that or a whole different market that we don't know about today which they will specialize in. I know, for example, Polygon or Matic, uh, which has built on top of Ethereum, but they are very sort of big on the NFT space. Um, and there could be a niche for that for Solana, for Polkadot or whatever, right? So it's super hard to predict, uh, especially with the market moving so fast. That, I mean, this is all about infrastructure. You know, more and more applications are being, being built as decentralized applications or dApps. And it's very unpredictable which new DAP is going to be a killer app, right? It might be a social network. It might be a Uber kind of marketplace. It's just so difficult to say. And depending on which one comes first, there might be a protocol that is not Ethereum, which is perfectly suited for that. So that's, I guess, the big joker that, we, that nobody knows about. And that's kind of the fun about this, uh, if you ask me. Mm -hmm.